Welcome back to our daily Bible study time where we're talking about great principles in God's Word to live by, biblical truths that will make a difference in our lives. We've been talking about the will of God and God's guidance. So I want to carry that a little further today by talking about how God guides and some of the things that are involved in that. I just wanted to read one verse from John chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I want you to see what he means by that. We don't have to walk in darkness. If we follow him, we can, we can walk in the light. It all comes down to choices. Life is made up of choices. Every decision matters. Some are small, some are large, and all through life from the time we're born till the time we die, we'll be making decisions. Daily we choose and we decide right or wrong, good or bad, good or best, what's crucial and in our lives. And many of us are reaping the sadness of bad decisions we made in the past. And those decisions are still hurting us. And what we need to do, though, is confess our failures and move on and make the right decisions from now on. If we really believe God has a purpose and a plan for us, then, then we have to ask him daily, Lord, what do you want to do? And that's what primarily Jesus is talking about here. Let me give you a little background. Jesus was helping the people remember God's guidance in the past. In the Old Testament, the people of Israel were, were guided by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. As they moved from Egypt to the promised land, there was this white cloud that guided them in the day and this, this fire cloud that, that guided them at night. And in the temple, they had put up a special group of lights that would drive the darkness out and and these candelabras were there to bring light. And Jesus had said, I'm the light of the world. See, I am, this is one of the many I am sayings of Jesus. He said, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, and I'm the door, and all kinds of other things. But now he says, I am the light of the world. And I want you to notice that it starts with us recognizing Jesus as the light. And darkness is the opposite of Christ. Darkness represents sin and evil and hate and anger. And, and the darkness, John writes about this darkness, and he says, the light Jesus shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. And the word comprehend has two meanings. One, it means doesn't understand or recognize it. The world around us doesn't understand that Jesus is the light. And they don't see him as the light. And they don't glory in him as the light. But that doesn't change anything for us. You see, they live in self-imposed darkness. And there's two ways to miss the light. One's to be blind, and you can't help it. And the other is to just choose the darkness. And most people in our day choose the darkness. The second meaning of that word, and the darkness could not comprehend the light that was Jesus, it means the darkness could not overpower it or overcome it. And I think that's probably the primary meaning that Jesus says here in John 1, 5, when he says that he is the light and it shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it, does not overpower it. You see, the light of Jesus is greater than any darkness. And any times we allow Jesus in our lives, he brings the light that pushes out the darkness that's there. 
and forgives us and cleanses us. And if we allow him to, to guide us, he wants to be the light that will dispel the darkness in our minds because that's where we make these choices that are so significantly important. And as we make these choices in our minds, it enables us to overcome the dark thoughts and the dark directions that the world implants in us as we grow up in this world. And you see, you may have questions sometimes about God's guidance because sometimes God's guidance doesn't make sense to to the worldly mind, to, the, to people who think like this world thinks. But we can't think that way. We have to have God's discernment and God's ability to think his way and to have his wisdom. He wants to be the light in our emotions too. And this is really important because this is where a lot of us get tripped up. We follow how we feel. I feel good about that. That might be okay, but it might not be okay. You see, a lot of people feel good about sinful activities. They feel good about things that are wrong, but that doesn't mean that it's okay, and that doesn't mean it's something they can do. I know for me, in my early Christian life, one of my biggest struggles was feeling the presence of God. I often felt like God was not close. God was not near. And I would say when I would pray, God, where are you? Or when I read the Bible, God, I don't sense you're near. But then God began to teach me that he's always near and he lives in me. It doesn't matter how I feel. That doesn't determine it. You know, if he's there, he's there. And my feelings have nothing to do with it. My emotions can't change that. And I came to see when he said in Hebrews 13, 5, he would never leave me nor forsake me, that he meant exactly what he said. This also has to do with truth. For example, if you depend on your feelings, you may confess your sins but not feel forgiven. But what you have to do is take what God says as truth. Take him at his word. Believe what he says in spite of how you feel, and eventually your emotions will come along. You see, emotions always follow the facts of God and faith in God and his truth, and then emotions sometimes come along even quite a ways back, but they will come along. And this light, which is Jesus, will continue to show us his way. And he will be the light also for us in our decision-making, our wills. We, you see, we make our choices in our will, and that's why we have to make them based on what our mind tells us under the control of Christ, what our emotions tell us under the control of Christ, and that way we obey him based on not some, some whim or some fancy, but we base it, base it on what he says and what he is and what he's been teaching us to do. So I think it's important for us to recognize that we can be guided every day. And, and uh, there's no great mystery to this. I think many of us try to make it 10 times harder than it is. For example, if you get up in the morning you make sure you're right with God. You spend a little time reading his word and praying, and you say, God, guide me today. Then he will, as you go about your day, as you, uh, as you have decisions to make, he will guide you. If you have a moment to pray a silent prayer before a decision, fine. If you don't, you make that decision based on the fact that you've already asked him for guidance and you're believing him for guidance, and you step out to make that decision based on the fact that you believe he is guiding you. He is directing you and that you are seeking to be what he wants you to be. And so I think it's important for us to realize that we don't have to stop and pray. 
an, a half an hour before every minute decision, am I going to eat here or eat there? Am I going to do this or do that? If we just feel, if we just guide, I mean, excuse me, if we just ask for guidance early in the morning and depend on him all during the day, now if we get out of, out of his will and out of fellowship with him, we need to ask for forgiveness, and that way we can then begin to walk with him again. So let me just challenge you today. Let him guide you. Ask him for guidance. Seek to be guided, and then all through the day, thank him for guidance and just step out to make those decisions. God bless you. Have a great day.